Gyro Nation Metal. Welcome back to Gyro Nation Metal. My name is Jeff and I'll be your host. Incandescence is a Canadian black metal band based out of Quebec. Their fourth full-length album, Le Gare de l'Homme, is being released just three days after the release of this episode. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Phil Boucher, the band's multi-instrumentalist and main songwriter. Phil also plays the drum for Cathealist and Beyond Creation and has been in the game for over 12 years. Phil, welcome. and Thank you for joining me today. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, so you guys are only about a month away for the release of your newest album. Um, are you guys all ready for it? Uh, yeah, we're going to do a release show in Montreal at the Piranha Bar. So it's going to be lit. <laughs> Can't wait. Like, uh, I didn't do shows for like two years now. Yep. So it's like I'm kind of a bit stressed about it, <laughs> a bit like nervous, but <laughs> it's going to be okay. Yeah. Are you nervous just because it's been so long since you've been on stage or is it? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, will I play well? or Will I do like a lot of mistakes or something? I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? Everyone's going to make mistakes and your fans aren't going to care. So. Okay, cool. That's good to know. <laughs> and so this will be your first show um, with any of your bands in a couple of years then. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, if there's one thing specifically about, that you're most excited about regarding this release, what would it be? I mean, play, playing it live <laughs> for, for start, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see the um, people's reaction pretty much because uh, uh, I've been working on it like since 2019, maybe, yeah, 20, uh, early 2020. So uh, yeah, we did a lot of work and research for that album and the concept, the recall concept. So yeah, can't wait to see the reaction overall of the album. What kind of research were you guys doing? Uh, I'm not the one who, <laughs> who did it. I mean, uh, Louis Paul, um, the vocalist, uh, really like to read some books about history and uh, politics and uh, like things I don't like to read. So. <laughs> Just uh, informed in himself uh, with some poetic uh, writings, uh, like uh, things things about the wars and like uh, other things like that. Uh, so he started to research on um, some writers like Eric Fromm and Alessandro Barrico, who uh, like uh, did the book. I got it here, La Mer. So. Uh, yeah, so he did some a lot of research about that, and we based our album on that kind of research he did. So I can I can speak about it more if you want to. Um, yeah, the concept of the album, like the lyrics, are based on human psychology and stories about our nature, what defines good or bad, uh, stories about how far humans are willing to go to save themselves or the ones they love. What are, are they willing to sacrifices to stay alive? Like, you know, so that's the kind of things he read. Mm -hmm. Pretty dark, deep, and, but interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, well, the title translates to like the heart of man in English. So that's mm -hmm. a very um, suiting title for the, that kind of topic. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys relate the album cover to, to that whole theme? Uh, I mean, uh, 
Adam Burke did the, the cover, the painting, and I'm a fan of that that artist for like a couple of years ago. Yep. And he's like my most recent uh, great discovery. I'm like always each time he he does something, I'm like, wow, that's unbelievable. And I think he's he's the most talented artist. Mm-hmm. So so uh, I was like, dude, I would love <laughs> to speak to that guy so we can do the artwork for Le Coeur de l'Homme. And so I contacted him and everything uh, went pretty well with him and he was super down for it. Uh, I had the concept already and like the boat and the giant skull as a mountain. So that was pretty neat. I mean, when he gave it to me, I was like, that's beyond my expectation. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> it looks incredible. So, I know, right? <laughs> I'm quite drawn in by it. Like you just can't stop looking at it. It's really, really cool. Exactly. Yeah, me too. Same. <laughs> so I'm uh, just by judging what you said. So he actually painted that specifically for your album then. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I've noticed that some artists, they, they go and they purchase like something that's already been made, but then there's mm-hmm. the other end of the spectrum where something is made specifically for that album. Both are great. Yeah. I did that with Ascension, like the previous album in 2019 with uh, Mark Erskine, Erskine, sorry, Mark, if I don't say it correctly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I did that. Um, I've, see, I've seen this artwork before, so I was like, okay, that's pretty good. I was like, that's one of my favorite from him. So I was like, okay, my album title is Ascension. And I, I was looking at the mountain, like the little guy and the big, you know, like the, the death as a mountain. So I was like, yo, that, that artwork is sick. So I contacted him and I was like, okay, that's going to be Ascension. <laughs> it looks great. And you guys have a good, uh, like a long history of um, having incredible artwork. Like um, yeah. for me, I think, it, and I'm going to butcher this because I'm going to say it in English, is abstractionism. <laughs> um, oh, it's that's unsettling. Yeah. It's like haunting and I love it. It just like, and it draws you in. You're looking at the weird dog with like the human face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's a weird weird cover, but I love it. I mean, it's it was with my uh, uh, my old um, singer, okay. So it's not it's not the same anymore. But uh, yeah, he had a fixation and a like an adoration for uh, Bekinski, the artist. So uh, we we call like the museum in Poland, and we we try to have like the the, the license to use the painting. So and. By the end, we we had it, yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, everything went good after that, for sure. So, yeah. is it accurate to say then the album art is a really important piece of the music for you guys? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you play metal, I don't I don't want to put everyone in the same uh, situation, but I'm like, I really like looking at the painting or at artwork, see the album cover. I'm like. Uh, it's gonna give me the the will to listen the to the album to the music. It's gonna give me like the wow, okay, this is great. I'm gonna listen to it because they put time in the artwork, you know. So yeah, that's kind of important for me and for my bandmates. Every bandmates, Catalyst and Beyond Creation as well. We are looking for something, you know. Ah, oh, that's the painting. That's the artwork that uh, we want. So that's yeah, yeah really important for me. 
for metal especially like people collect not only the music but they definitely collect the art and everything that else that comes with it absolutely yeah like obviously t-shirts are a huge thing that's part of oh yeah culture, yeah right oh, nice see it we don't see it yeah, <laughs> yeah. there we go nice oh, okay yeah i've always yeah. wondered how to pronounce that <laughs> uh drug i don't know i don't know <laughs> i've actually got a a beer shirt on from a brewery unfortunately i didn't oh, really? try yeah i'll just give you a quick show here yeah yeah that sounds terrible but whatever <laughs> oh it's pretty sick yeah son of it's called son of the morning it's by a brewery in victoria oh, okay the problem is when i went there they didn't have any left so i've never actually tried it <laughs> oh okay <laughs> I just really like the shirt. It looks metal yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's beer, so there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> uh, next time, maybe. <laughs> um, so going into the language of your music, then um, yeah. I noticed that Ascension is your only album with mostly English lyrics. Um, so mm -hmm. what made you go that route and change things up, and why the change back? Uh, that's a that's a hard question. No, <laughs> uh, I wanted to do different from the other albums i don't know i wanted to try something and i'm the one who did the uh, lyrics on it um uh, except uh, one song i think that uh, louis paul did but all the other ones uh i was like i want to try something else in english i liked it i mean it was pretty easy it was fun but uh i don't know with the next album after i was like no i i just want to go back into writing French. Uh, Louis Pod did uh, the, the, the lyrics entirely in, in the new album, except for one song, uh, the song I, I put out, Trefond Macau, a couple of weeks ago, like a month ago. So uh, yeah, I don't know what changed. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to try something different, but I, I love French. I love writing in French. I don't know. It's like, it gives me the nostalgia when I discovered black metal back then and i uh listened to dartron and like burzum or other bands from norway and i couldn't understand the, the lyrics at all so i don't know I, I think it's 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 great i mean it's i like it you know you, you're not supposed to understand everything everyone says and everyone writes so i'm like why not <laughs> no doubt do you feel like the French lyrics flow better because it's your your mother tongue? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it comes naturally and it's more fluid for us, even for Louis Paul, even if we're good in English. I mean, it's not, it's not the same in French. It's not the same when it's your first language, you know? Yeah. And when, when it is your first language, when you have that understanding of it, um, you can make things sound a little bit better, maybe rhyme a little bit better. Um, yeah. Your sentence structures where... I mean, exactly. you go to a second, third, or fourth language, it just gets more difficult. Yeah, exactly. And maybe, you know, uh, I mean, we're, we're okay in English. We can, we can talk, we can write, but it's not, it's not as deep as in French, you know? <laughs> so. For sure. Uh, mm -hmm. Do you think having French lyrics like impacts your music in a positive way then other than just flow? Like, is it something that um, do you think is integral to your band? Yeah, yeah, and I think people like it here. Like in, in Montreal, in Quebec, we have a good following of uh, uh, black metal in French. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's important to 
to keep it that way, you know? I mean, I don't... Maybe one day we, we can do a couple of songs in English or another album, I don't know. But for now, you know, French is French is great for Le Car de l'Homme, you know, with the title. Mm-hmm. The concept, we like it. Uh, Louis Paul did some great, great work on it. So, yeah, I think we're going to keep it that way. <laughs> and since it's only two of you guys, like, what is your, like, writing process? You have to do all the instruments yourself, right? Uh, yeah, we, we do, like, lyrics at the end or, like, during the writing. So uh, what I'm doing if is um, I pick up my guitar or uh, I pick up my drums and I have a beat in my head, a rhythm, like, something. So I just take my guitar and go with the flow, you know? Uh, so, uh, that's pretty much how I do it. So yeah, I'm alone. I'm alone doing guitars. And then after I'm, <laughs> I have to go uh, try on my drums with uh, my headphones and with my guitars with a click. So I'm like, okay, oh no, that, that's not good. That's no good. Maybe a faster tempo or slower or so. And then after, uh, when I have a couple of songs uh, ready, mm-hmm. uh, I show it to Louis Paul, my singer, and we start the writing process. So, yeah. <laughs> and then when you guys are putting together lyrics, um, and I haven't gone into these as deeply as I, I would have liked, mostly because they're in French. Um, <laughs> but do you guys say that most of your lyrics would shy away from, not shy away from, but like deviate from what traditional black metal lyrics would be? Hmm. Uh... What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, um, from my knowledge, and it's quite limited for, for the most part, but uh, I know the black metal, they started with a very anti-religious twist to it. I'm just wondering. Okay. Um, and there's a lot of other like dark sentiments within the lyrics. I'm just wondering if you guys follow yeah. through with some of that and then kind of shy away from, because I didn't really notice a lot of anti-religious lyrics. No, um, no. I mean, yeah, it's always anti-religious. Uh, we don't. We we felt some uh, we had some oppression here in Quebec, you know, with the churches and everything. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's not it's not part of our music, you know. It's not part. It's not a concept, you know, to do something satanic or uh, anti-religious. So no, we're gonna speak about maybe, uh, like you said, like dark things, forest feelings. I don't know, like <laughs> yeah, like things like that more than religious things yeah mm-hmm. i've noticed with like all different genres of metal a lot of people uh or a lot of bands rather have moved away from kind of like the religious and i don't mm-hmm. want to say moved away from the political but it seems like there's yeah. a there's kind of an influx of storytelling and personal experience yeah i think it's great you know you can put it in a way that it's not you know uh, too personal or too i don't know cringe or <laughs> yeah, yeah mean, exactly you know that's not I don't know <laughs> how to say it, but there's a good way like to turn it into a poetic uh, theme, something more deep or you know dark. So that's pretty interesting, and it's the art, the hard part with uh, Louis Paul, because we didn't want to go too much in the emotional way, you know. So yeah, that's kind of hard, even in French too, to. Uh, to keep it out of that you know the most best way possible so yeah fair enough and then when you're listening to music um are lyrics important to you is are there certain subjects or topics that you kind of wouldn't listen to a band for it depends i mean 
I like, yeah, I like reading some lyrics, but I'm not, I'm sorry, but I'm not the guy who's going to read all the lyrics for from all the album that I like, even in French or in English. Uh, I must be honest here, but uh, when someone tells me or when I, you know, I listen to a song and some words and uh, sentences go through my minds every time, now I, I'm going to look at the lyrics, you know, at the concept or something, but uh, not every time. I don't do that every time. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty much the same way. Like if the song sticks out to me, if it's something that I keep wanting to go back and listen to yeah. over and over again, then I'll learn yeah. the lyrics. But most of the time I just enjoy the tune. Yeah, it depends. I, I listen to some bands that lyrics aren't like super deep and super poetic and I don't care. I'm like, the music is fucking good. So why not? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> so with your taste then are you mostly drawn to black metal mostly yeah, yeah. but i um i like other genres uh i really like old school death metal even tech death i mean i play in beyond creation so i, yeah. I like like progressive stuff more than technical uh i mean i'm a big fan of system of a down slipknot i'm a new metal fan as well so i listen to uh tool i love tool like progressive bands like that so it's not only black metal you know and it's all if the music is good i will like it like um listening to some dark wave with my girlfriend like things like that it's pretty neat so i'm kind of open if the music is good so you're kind of all over the place then yeah well, not all yeah. over the place but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean I, my specialty is play black metal and death metal i i don't think i could play like in a jazz band or i could play it on drums but nah i wouldn't be inspired you know <laughs> so, yeah <laughs> it would be more like a job at that point yeah kind of yeah <laughs> so jumping back then with um how you got into instruments and music which one was your first like did you start playing the drums first or yeah, drums. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my mom, uh, I was like seven years old, uh, a bit hyperactive. <laughs> so my mom uh, took me to a music school, private teachers and everything. So, yeah. So I learned like all the basics, all different styles, genres of music, of playing. That was like super nice. Loved it. Uh, but since I've learned about you know, I've heard about extreme metal, so they couldn't, you know, they could not <laughs> follow me. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to leave the school and I'm going to practice on my own and uh, watch videos of uh, George Collius and uh, Flo Mounier and everything. <laughs> so I, I learned from them after that. <laughs> well, you already had the foundations ready and then you just learned yeah. off of people that you were exactly. inspired by. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, I think it's a good way to go because, uh, I mean, I don't care. People uh, can do whatever they want, but I think it's important in every instrument to know the basics first. Uh, you know, if you want to play fast, uh, learn to play slow first. That's my that's my thing. I, I like that. And I, I suggest that idea to everyone, every new musician, metalheads, even if you want to do a blast beat right now. No, don't do it. Wait a couple of years, practice first with a metronome and do your uh, rudiments and everything. So, 
and everything after will come uh, faster. You know, you come, you're going to learn in so fast after that because you learned the basics. You know? Yep. And that's with any um, hobby trade or sport, like you have to start slow to make sure that a, well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing, but like say something like weightlifting or sports, you can definitely hurt yourself if you do a little bit too much. And then exactly. say, if you're playing an instrument, you're just going to sound stupid if you try to rush. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so then what, um, like, as you said, it's important to learn the basics of band or uh, of all the instruments. How did you move then into bass and guitar from the drums? <laughs> That's funny. Um, my uh, sister uh, plays guitar. So she was learning guitar from the same school as me. Uh, different teacher, though. Um, so I just one day picked up her guitar and tried to learn some Green Day, like power chords. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm not the same with the guitar and bass. <laughs> I mean, I, I was saying that, I was saying that with the drums, you know, to learn, to learn the basics, but I'm, I'm the, I mean, I love play, playing guitar. I love playing bass, but I'm not the guy who's gonna, uh, learn everything like with that instrument you know so i'm more into the drums like the techniques and everything i can read like um, uh, music sheets and everything but not on guitars <laughs> i can read some uh, tabs but not like an official music sheet so i, I kind of learn on my own you know i learned some power chords first and then after i played some metallica uh, kill em all and shit like that so yep yeah, so so I skipped <laughs> I skipped some classes on guitars. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're still in Cathelist with uh, Phil, so I mean, um, you probably learn a bit off of him as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I was playing with First Fragment before mm -hmm. uh, creation. Uh, so yeah, that's how we met. You know, uh, contacted him, and I was like, I want to play drums with First Fragment. That was a big step for me. Mm -hmm. that pretty extreme <laughs> so yeah that's how we uh, we know each other and after he he said do you want to do another band like a more old school death metal band i was like oh yeah i prefer that yeah <laughs> cool so that's how uh, i ended in the tea list <laughs> that's pretty cool and then you're also a member of like multiple bands um so with beyond uh, sorry beyond creation and cathelist there's some more more of your well-known bands however um sorry now i just lost there's there's a couple of bands that i don't quite remember the name of um that's rough i don't remember right off the top of my head i'm gonna kick myself later for it but i know that you <laughs> record recently came out with um a demo from, oh. with dissimulator um, yeah so what yeah. made you go that route like the death thrash route then like your your traditional sound i guess yeah that, that's funny because i'm not a i like a couple of bands of uh, trash metal but i'm not i'm not even a big fan you know of the genre in general hmm. so uh but the my uh, guitarist in the catalyst claude he also play in sutra i don't know if you know that name uh yes i do okay that's a like tech dead band so uh yeah so i i know i've known him since uh Katilis. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah <laughs> he approached me one day and he said uh i got some riff like uh 
heavy metal riff, like Metallica, like Ride the Lightning style, like no blast bass, no fast double bass drums, just like heavy shit. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. It's going to be different for all the things that I do. It's like blast beat or, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> he said he sent me the files and it was like, yeah, it's a little faster than I expected, than I told you. So I was like, okay, but I really, I loved it. So I was like, yeah, let's do this. So I'm super, I'm super glad with the, 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 the results. That's pretty cool. That's a good demo. And right now we're uh, writing uh, stuff for the uh, full album or first album. So yeah, stoked for that. That's exciting. Uh, the demo just came out last year, if I'm correct. Or was it yeah. 2020? Okay. Yeah, September. Last September. Have you guys got a lot of the songs ready or are you guys just in the beginning phases? Uh, halfway through it, I would say. Yeah. So a couple of songs. Yeah. So what I did, uh, I just looked up the name of the band that I completely forgot and I'm going to butcher this as well, but Decombre. Yeah. 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 That's another of, uh, I mean, it's a personal project. I don't do uh, things anymore with that. I don't know where it's going to be heading in the next years uh i released the second album in 2017 and that's pretty much it i wasn't like inspired to do something else with with that band project mm-hmm. uh, it's more like a raw black metal band you know just i don't care and i want to play uh, something lo-fi you know <laughs> not even mixed or mastered you know no mastering no shit so um We'll see. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that with a lot of black metal bands, and you you mentioned the, the raw sound, like that kind of flat sound, um, a lot of black metal bands have moved away from that. Is some is that something you consciously did with Incandescence, or is that something that just naturally transpired? Hmm. Um, I mean, with Incandescence, I always wanted to do uh, like kind of half and half, you know. Uh, I want to be inspired and you know uh uh, how do i say it um you know i I want to do like an homage is that a word in english yeah yep okay we basically use it the same way we just say it terribly (laughs) cool uh yeah i'm a big fan of the second wave of black metal you know from norway uh so i wanted to do something like not the same thing, but uh, something in the same vein, like Emperor Mar- Marduk, even if it's from Sweden, uh, Mayhem, uh, bands like that. Uh, I think it's pretty classics, but I mean, I wanted to do something a little bit more um, technical. I don't want to say it, but a bit more complicated on drums and like active and um busy work, you know, on drums and everything. Uh, so I wanted to blend like some new school stuff with some old school stuff. The old school stuff would be on guitars, you know, uh, since uh, I cannot play on guitar like I play on drums, you know, uh, I cannot follow myself. <laughs> so I play on drums, something more difficult, something more uh, progressive, I would say. Okay. And guitars, have some like old school riffs so i think it's a good mix between these two so that's 
pretty much how I uh, I build up my uh, my songs and everything. And then being from Quebec, um, because there's such like a, I'd say a rich history of brutal, uh, deathy and and techy sounds coming out of Quebec. Yeah, there, yeah. do you uh, feel any pressure to put that in your music? Uh, I mean, it depends. Uh, maybe in Beyond Creation, because uh, it's like close to the to the style of music, you know. Maybe not in in Candice's, because what I like about Black Metal, it's there's no law and I love it. You can do whatever you want and that's it, you know? Well, you always can do whatever you want even if you play death metal, but I like the attitude uh, with black metal, you know? Uh, but yeah, th there's a kind of pressure, but it's not, it's not competition. It's not something, we don't play music to be better or to be like follow something, you know? It's just, I don't know, a lot of, Bands, old school bands, grow up here, and like Gorgots, Cryptopsy, Martyr, uh, yep. a lot of bands, Despite Icon. So there's a lot of bands that are already here, you know, and did some great, great albums, great music. But we admire them. It's not something that we are jealous or we want to do like them, because it's really not the same thing. It's not the same generation. So. I think it's important to know and notice people that music it, it's clearly not uh, something to be uh, like it's not a fight you know play music love it play with passion with all your heart and that's it that's all you do it i mean yeah <laughs> i find that attitude is is quite consistent around the metal community like it always seems like band members um, they aspire to play with another band rather than be better or kind of yeah. trump them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. That's great attitude. That's the only attitude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. Like the, the imagery for metal is so brutal and so dark with all those, I guess, negative, I don't want to say mm -hmm. feelings necessarily, but lyrical content. It's just interesting to see how much support and admiration there are for other bands in that realm. Yeah. I mean, that's, we don't, Metalheads are not like frustrated people. I mean, we're frustrated, but from the inside. And <laughs> that's a great way to uh, get our frustration through it, you know, through the music. So, you know, we can be at peace after, the, after that, after like blast beats and screaming. <laughs> I also find that a lot of metal musicians, they, they are quite technical in, in their instrumentals. Like they they understand the instruments at such a deep level, uh, especially when compared to some other types of music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are like that. I mean, um, I wouldn't say I'm like that on drums, but I, I focus more when I'm on drums, you know? Yeah. And I want to, I don't know, like make it the most, I don't know. I want to hit some shit. That <laughs> I want to hit everything on my drums so it can it can go on the album and on the songs and I'm like super proud of it. I want to I want to do that. <laughs> so I mean it's pretty much the same with the guitar I think or it depends of the style of music you play. Do you find that drumming for different styles of music um in your different bands is quite um quite different or do you find a lot of similarities between the styles? I mean I got I've got a style and I think it's pretty transparent in every band that I play. 
but I think my touch is maybe different. Um, I mean, when I play for Incandescence, it's like 100% personal. I mean, I play guitar, I do all the instruments. So it's like, I don't know, like it's a vibe, it's a cocoon, it's something. But when I play with Beyond Creation, I want to, you know, with the other guys, I want to play with them. I want to play with their their playing with their like ideas or something yeah 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 i'm like we we challenge ourselves you know we challenge everyone so it's like super fun uh so that's how we do it with ktilis it's the same thing uh it's a more old school vibe you know uh but it's pretty much the same thing you know yeah and with beyond creation and ktilis what kind of input do you have as far as the songs go because I know that you're in charge of the drums, but do you kind of mm-hmm. uh, do you work with the other members as well to write the rest of the song? Uh, it depends on the songs. Um, I would say I got more input in Beyond Creation than Catilis, and not not as a bad thing. I mean, it's such it's just the way it is, um, and I like it. You know, uh, Beyond Creation, the singer is my cousin, so we spend a lot of time together when he, he's writing the songs when he, he goes for the structures and everything. And we sit together and he's jamming with me alone, just both of us. And he's like, okay, that idea uh, faster or slower, or uh, what do you want to do? And he's like, okay, I, I would see a blast beat here. So I'm like, okay, a blast beat. But I'm like, oh, no, maybe not that kind of blast beat, that kind of blast beat. So we discuss about it and we <laughs> challenge ourselves and we're like, okay, we try some things and suddenly it's good and or it's bad whatever yeah. right a lot of a lot of things that was like oh man why did i mention that that's horrible that's an horrible idea guys sorry <laughs> so yeah i think i would say that i put my ideas more in beyond creation the kitty list but like i said it's not a bad thing just the way it is mm-hmm. so who got into metal first you or simon oh that's it that's a good question. Uh, probably him. I don't know. <laughs> we weren't like so close when we were young. Uh, so I don't know. I didn't follow him like <laughs> when we were children. So I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. So what kind of brought you guys together? Uh, my mom. My mom said like, oh, uh, I've got someone from the family that you didn't even met yet. And same for him. So his dad said that to him. So I was like, what? Who's that guy? So he's a metalhead and he's got a project. He's got a band called Beyond Creation. So uh, I was like, okay, cool. So one day uh, we practiced together and it was like, okay, my drummer's going to leave the band. So do you want to join us? So like, yeah, yeah, why not? Cool. So <laughs> that went pretty well since then. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then how did you become a member of Cathealist? Uh, I mean, right after First Fragment, uh, Phil told me that he had some old school shit, old school, like, gloomy, doomy riffs. So I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm down. So he was like, okay, so we build the uh, first... Uh, First demo that I cannot pronounce the title. <laughs> and then after Claude and Antoine uh, joined the band, so we became like uh, like full band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And was that at the same time? Uh, so, sorry, was that after you had already left First Fragment, or was that kind of in a transition period? Sure. Well, yeah, transition period. Yeah, I was still in okay. First Fragment. Yeah. And okay, so being a, a part of so many different groups, now you've got like five bands on the go, pretty much. If we if we include Decombra. Um, mm -hmm. How do you prioritize your time? I mean, with the practices, the releases, and like touring schedules. I mean, for the last two years, it was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I mean, before that, uh, the priority was always beyond creation, you know, um, with touring and everything, with the shows. Um, and then that's, yeah, it's pretty much beyond creation and incandescence. So, when I come back here and we, we got like a couple of weeks off, well, I'm going to pick up my guitar and write some shit, dark shit. So yeah, that comes naturally like that. <laughs> um, have you ever had conflicting schedules between the bands? Yeah. Yeah. In the past. Yeah. We had a great show in Montreal scheduled for uh, Incandescence. It was uh, La Messe des Morts. Uh, I don't remember the year, maybe 2014, something like that, 15, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, I was supposed to do it, but um, we scheduled a, a tour with Beyond Creation a couple of days after I said that I would do it, you know, with Incandescence. So I was like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to go on tour with Beyond instead. So yeah, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And then when you're touring with Incandescence, do you, uh, do you hire session musicians or do you kind of... How would you do yeah. that? Uh, I got some friends, good friends, uh, Maxime Legault, uh, who played with uh, Aeternam from Quebec. Um, the bassist is uh, Simon. Um, he's the brother of my singer, Louis Paul. And uh, the other guitarist is uh, Mathieu Meunier. So he's a good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, we just, I mean, uh, I wrote to them like, couple of years ago and it was like do you want to play shit <laughs> do you want to do you want to play shit uh with, with me and uh with incandescence live so they were like fuck yeah why not so that's how we do it it's interesting that um that you, these guys can just pick up the music and start playing like i can't imagine They're i can't good. imagine being that good where i can just pick something yeah. up and carry on as I was very normal. good because like they know the song better than me. Yeah. <laughs> when we go uh, to our practice space, I'm like, okay, we're going to do a couple of songs and shit. And they're like, no, no, we're going to do all of them. I'm like, oh, all of them. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty funny. They're, they're very good musicians. It's unbelievable. Uh, I love them. It's pretty neat doing some shows with them. I'm like, even it's if it's just a release party, you know, a release show, it's just one show in Montreal, but they're super excited. Same for us. So yeah, it's pretty cool. And do you have, do you prefer to uh, go on longer tours or just like kind of shorter, smaller, more local tours? Uh, you mean with, because uh, with Incandescence, we didn't do a, a long touring. We, I just did some tour with Beyond Creation, you know. Uh, it just didn't happen with Incandescence yet, but I'm still open to it for sure. So maybe with that album, uh, we're going to have some offers and uh, yeah. 
That would be great. That would be cool, yeah. Yeah. So I have to ask, where did the name uh, nickname Tyrant come from? Uh, that's funny. Uh, when I was younger, you know, when I discovered black metal, um, I was always listening to Tyrants, the song from Immortal. Okay. Uh, I don't know why. And we were a bunch of young kids drinking and like shit-faced. And they always put tyrants at the end of the night when i was completely shit-faced so that was like a running <laughs> back, you know? oh phil is shit-faced we're gonna put tyrants on and i'm like i'm the tyrant since then <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah <laughs> like did they write on your face what's that did they write on your face with uh with mark oh, like, oh no surprisingly <laughs> no no <laughs> that would have been very cool though <laughs> <laughs> I know we're kind of looping back around, but I'm really interested in your logo. Um, you worked yeah. with Charles Benoit to produce it. Like, did you guys, did you send him kind of a concept or how, how did that process go? Uh, that's a long time ago. Uh, I mean, he did the logo for QT List and Dissimulator as well. So mm -hmm. that's a guy that we want to keep in our, you know, <laughs> I love him. I love the things he do. Um, I think I just contacted him and said, here's my band name and do something cool like spider web or something creepy so you came out with the logo that you're seeing now so i'm like whoa okay okay that's it sold yeah <laughs> yeah and you guys have made no changes over the years then uh yeah we filled the we filled the 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 the, the spots you know you got some like uh, shit going on in the logo so we just filled it with uh like blank white so uh that's the only thing we did we didn't change everything so yeah there's always a going joke about metal bands that uh have logos <laughs> that you can't read yeah what do you what do you think of those like i i like them but i also can't yeah i like them, them too <laughs> uh, pretty funny i don't i don't care i think it's funny and i don't know it's it forces yourself to, you know, read the, the logo and like, okay, that's the band I like. Okay, cool. I don't know. It's funny. I mean, we we're talking about it right now, so yeah, I guess <laughs> it works. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think it's terrible when you're trying to find a song, though. If you know, like, say, the album cover, but you don't know the name, it takes you forever yeah. to find it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because a lot of people have a hard time to pronounce Catilis. I mean. A lot of people asked me in the past, like, how do you pronounce it? I'm like, Katilis. Oh, that's pretty simple. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's. I'm sure that's exactly what I said when I chatted with Phil. Like, I had no idea how to pronounce it. Okay, okay. It looks a lot more difficult, but when he says it, I was like, oh, well, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> with the other bands, Katilist and Beyond Creation, are you guys planning to release new music? I know that Phil was chatting about uh, Katilist a little bit, but not in mm. extreme detail. Yeah, he's like that. <laughs> uh, we got some new songs that I didn't learn yet. Uh, so Phil got his ideas, Claude as well, and not one. Um, but it's not something that we can say for now, like when it's going to be a next release. I don't know. Uh, for Beyond Creation, I know Simon worked on some ideas and structures. He showed me a couple of very good riffs transitions 
like a two or three minute song. Uh, but I don't think everything's ready to to go practice or to go uh, in studio. So I, I think it's going to be maybe at the end of the year or maybe next year. I don't know. So, yeah, no, nothing's ready yet for both bands. You guys are just in the building process, so there's no sense in having yeah. a deadline yet. Exactly, yeah. Do you guys find that working under a deadline puts a lot of pressure on you and may affect negatively in your music? I mean, we don't have like a pressure from Season of Mist or other labels. They're very nice to us. They're patient. And no, I don't think we're rushed to do like recording, recordings and, and stuff. I mean, it's been uh, Algorithm from uh, Beyond Creation. We did it, released it in 2019. Mm -hmm. So no, 18. Yeah. Was it already? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Already. I know, right? <laughs> That's crazy. And uh they're not rushing us, so yeah, they're great. I mean, that's okay because I think it's bad when you rush a band to do music, like create something, create. It's like I don't know. I I cannot create some good things under pressure. It's not good, you know. No, you can't really push creativity. I mean, it comes out sounding <laughs> flat. It comes out sounding sounding uh, impassionate, if that's exactly. a, even a word. Mm -hmm. But and completely unfinished. If you guys don't take your time, then it doesn't come out the way you guys want it to sound. Mm -hmm. Exactly. We don't want to do a Saint Anger album. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> this is kind of a question for somebody completely ignorant with drums, but. Uh, do you use different drum kits for your different bands or do you use the same one? I use the same one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and how many drums do you normally use? Uh, what do you mean? Um, I'm not too familiar with different setups, but I noticed that there's a wide range of like the number of drums that people actually use in different styles of cymbals. Um, so I'm kind of wondering what your setup is and what you kind of stick to. Oh, I got um, my Pearl Session Custom like uh, a snare, two toms, two floor toms, like 11 cymbals, 11 uh, pasty, because I'm um, sponsored by them. Okay. And I love them too. It's not only just <laughs> for the sponsor. I love them. <laughs> My favorite cymbals ever. Uh, I play with Los Cabos Drumsticks from uh, Canada. It's the best. I play with ACD Unlimited, double pedals from uh, Austria. It's the best too. So like the yeah. double kicks then or what's that? Like the double kicks? Uh no, double pedal. Yeah, okay. I'm not a double kick guy. Um just too much too much room. <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah, I like it the uh, like double pedals more than two kicks. And each of the symbols have different sounds, right? Yeah, absolutely. Are they made out of different metals? Uh I know that they're definitely different shapes and there's some um, hmm. anyways, different shapes is a good word and we'll just leave it at that, but are they made out of different <laughs> metals and like, does the sound, uh, is the sound affected by size as well? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not a pro at, with symbols. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they use different metals from, um, you know, different brand and shit, but I don't think... If you stay with a, a brand, you know, um, 
when you go with Pi-ST, you have um, a lot of like uh, mini brands in the brand Pasty, you know, like okay. series, like series, you know. So when you play extreme series, uh, it's maybe not the same metal that uh, 2002 series. So uh, I'm not a pro like in metals and like all the, the the things that they do <laughs> to make a symbol, but uh, I'm pretty sure they use some different stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Um, as far as drums go with uh, like different genres of music, other than the number of drums that metal artists use, uh, what are some of the biggest differences? Like say, for example, between what you play and what somebody in a country band would play? I mean, the wood, maybe the pieces. Uh, I mean, you can, you can, easily play metal without two kicks and like 10 cymbals you can play metal with it like on a jazz kit uh that's not a that's not something you say you know oh i want to play metal so uh i have to have the the big shit like the rush drum kit you know like the neil pert drum drum kit it's not like no it's doesn't work like that you know so uh but maybe you're gonna play like country music or jazz or blues with some different type of wood of drums i play with maple and uh, maple's good for metal i mean everything is good for metal you know uh it's a good experiment to try everything you know on drums uh same for the guitars uh different kind of woods now you can choose there's thousand kinds of woods <laughs> that's that's crazy so i don't think that's something you should check as a drummer or as a musician you know i want to play metal so i i should play on the maple drum set i don't think no that doesn't work like that <laughs> if you mix and match the style uh, of drum like for example if you if you built a kit with a drum of different styles of wood do you think that would sound cohesive or do you think it would kind of throw off the whole thing oh it's gonna be great i mean some people uh like to change their their snare you know only the snare so they're gonna have like the drum kit in bobinga wood and the snare is gonna be in maple doesn't hmm. you know that's that's a good thing you know that's the the beauty of it you can like mix every kind of wood with it so why not? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, when you were building your drum kit, did you get to, did you choose like a specific drum set that was already set up by the brand or did you selectively pick and choose which drums you wanted? Uh, I mean, I was young when I uh, had this first drum kit. My mom bought it to me when I was like, I don't know, uh, 13 years old. So uh, I went through the catalog of uh, Pearl catalog so I've went uh, in uh, Archambault, that's a, that's a shop here in Montreal. So I was like, I want that drum kit, like the same uh, sizes, the same wood. And so that, that's how I did it. <laughs> I was young. I was like, I want this one. That's pretty neat. <laughs> well, and it served you pretty well so far. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Moving kind of into your personal favorite styles of music, I know we talked at length about black metal and some of the other styles. Um, between your bands, do you have any songs or albums that you really enjoy to play live? 
Um, you mean my favorite albums with my bands? To yeah. Play live? Okay. Um, for Beyond Creation, I mean, um, my first album with them was Earthborn Evolution. Uh, the second album, because the Auro was uh, with the Guillo on drum. I mean, it was it was challenging. It was like, uh, you know, big shoes to fill. So yeah, that was great. That went great. I love doing it. But I think Algorithm, the next one, the third album, I was more comfortable, you know, in the right mindset to do it, to write it, to compose it on drums. And I'm more, I don't know, I like it more. I like my playing more. I think it's more mature on Algorithm. And same, we're playing it live. We did it a lot of times in Europe in our uh, recent tours. Uh, we did all the album like algorithm from uh, first to last song and i think it's the best album i did live i mean with beyond creation um Ketilis is different uh i mean we released only one album uh, Le Dernier Crépuscule, in uh, 2015 and we uh, released this one here the one i showed to you in yep. 2000 2017, but it's an EP, so it's not an album. Uh, with Incandescence, I think Ascension was my best to play live because it, again, it's more mature. Uh, it was the Switch uh, album with the new uh, singer. So with Louis Paul, it was his first album. But right now, I think Le Carre de l'Homme will win everything else. Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, I love playing it. I think it's a great therapy. It's good. It's so... Yeah, I can't wait to play it. Are you dropping any more singles before the release of the album? Yeah, another one, I think, uh, in a week or so. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm excited to hear more. Cool. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> See the reaction. Yeah. Is there anything else you have to get ready uh, before the release of your album? Uh, I mean, we're going to release a beer. Uh, like yes. we did with the Vox and Hops, but uh, it's the same microbrewery in uh, Quebec. And how do you uh, pronounce that brewery? I didn't want to. I didn't want to fuck it up earlier. So, Vitem Péché. Okay. It... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have messed that up completely. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that's a good brewery. Um, actually, it's uh, Charles Benoit uh, who did the logos. Okay. So, so he, he's the, the, the microbrewer. So that's oh. pretty funny, you know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So that's why, I mean, it's a good contact. He's a good friend. So he's like, you want to make a beer, like an incandescence beer? I'm like, yeah. Man, I'm <laughs> like a big fan of black beer and strong beer. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna release another beer. I mean, we released one with the uh, Hops mm -hmm. uh, a year ago with the help of uh, Matt McGacky from uh, Cryptopsy. Um, and right now we're gonna release one with the same microbrewery, but for the album. So it's gonna be Le Carre de Lhomme, uh, Abyssal Stout. And uh, yeah, it's gonna have the artwork on the can. So that's gonna be neat. Can't wait to try it too. <laughs> gonna be nice. Please tell me you guys are shipping some out this way. 
<laughs> would love to i mean send your address i'll try something yeah. <laughs> for sure man the postage would probably be more here than it would be trying to send it over to europe uh, yeah <laughs> or at least similar yeah. <laughs> i bet yeah <laughs> and so this is your second beer your first one was a stout as well right yeah nice yeah it was uh um what's called ascension Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, 10% stout beer, super, super, uh, like, was a desert, like, <laughs> was was pretty good. So we're going to do pretty much the same, but a, a version two, you know, Ascension, but uh, upgraded. So, yeah. Are you guys involved in the process of making the beer, like the different flavors and the notes and stuff like that? I mean, we're not the one who's brewing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I've been in contact with uh, Shal, and I was like, "Oh, I wanna, I wanna add some, some of that in it. Some of that. Uh, we're gonna add some vanilla in it, cinnamon. Uh, so it's, it's gonna be pretty tasty. So it was like, oh, maybe we could put some coconut to go with the flow with the album, you know, with the pirate boat and everything, <laughs> pirate ship." Uh, so I was like, okay, that's some great ideas. So we're going to do something very cool together once again. Uh, so yeah, pretty, pretty stoked about this too. And that is that because Charles is, he's the logo designer, right? As well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I was making sure I was correct there. So is that yeah. how um, him and Matt know each other is through working together in the metal community or? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Cause he did some, um, it's a series. It's a series of beer mm-hmm. uh, called Metal Noir Québécois. So he did a couple of beers from Ben uh, from Quebec City, uh, Monarch, Forteresse, Chasse Galerie. These are all French metal band, you know, from uh, Quebec. So uh, yeah, uh, Incandescence was his next project, you know, to add to the the series, you know. I like the whole idea between uh, with Matt and his approach to the podcast, like having beers with his guests, and that's awesome. It, it's such a cool oh, idea. Guy. Even the logo, yeah. the logo is incredible. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty neat. I love I it. Like the, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say I like that um, that they've actually partnered up, and now that they're doing uh, multiple series with multiple bands, it's just another way to promote the music and and get those names out there. Yeah, that was great because we didn't have any shows during the uh you know the break the pandemia and everything uh, covid so it was a gr- great way to uh, stick together and like uh, hang out uh you know oh it was like a tour but for beers you know like all the titles all the bands involved in that project that was pretty good so props to him it was a fucking nice project <laughs> yeah we have uh one brewery out here that i can think of it's called new level brewery and okay. um, they've partnered with a couple metal bands as well. I'm just hoping they keep up the momentum because I love seeing these limited releases come out. It's really cool. Oh, yeah, that's great. We're a good public, like metalheads with beer. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Yeah. Oh, and we'll eat it up no matter what. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as long as, as long as you like the album, you're gonna go and get the beer. It's like hand in hand. Yeah, hundred percent sure. <laughs> So with some music coming out of Quebec there, um, who are some metal bands or even better if you can come up with some Quebec black metal bands that I should listen to? 
Forteresse is a good one. Uh, I mean, it's one of my favorite, personal favorite. Uh, there's uh, Gevoura, uh, the guy, Xavier, who did uh, my album, Incandescence. That's the, the engineer. Um, you got the Monarch, you got uh, Utlager, that they doesn't exist anymore, but that's pretty good. Pretty good band. Sjeti. Uh, I can write it to you. I can write all the bands you want to hear. <laughs> to you yeah, after. that'd be awesome. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, Chasse Galerie is a good one. Uh, so, yeah, I'll make a list for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. And I'll make sure I listen to all of them. Cool. Um, and then expanding outside of the realm of just Quebec, um, who are some of your current favorite bands? Right now, uh, I was listening earlier. Uh, I'm just going to show it to you because kind of hard to pronounce it's a dolde vorde en snavne this okay so that's some guy from uh i mean old school guys from uh, norway uh they're former members of uh olver saturicon so uh Dodd as well that that are some bands that i really like so they, they did some music together and I just love it. Um, I'm a big fan, like I said, of Marduk, uh, Blood of Snow from Friends, Dead Spell Omega. Uh, I mean, Mayhem, Emperor, all the classics. Uh, I love Druk as well from uh, Ukraine. Eight Forest, Blood Kingu. Um, a lot of bands that came out a couple of years ago can, that I cannot think of right now i don't know why but uh yeah still listening to the classics but i listen to new stuff as well outside of metal as well like like i said dark wave with the perturbator and other bands like that oh yeah there, there's a lot to discover even out of the metal so i think it's increasingly difficult uh to cover everything because there's so much good music and now i mean for for better and worse you have streaming services you have sites like bandcamp and a lot of different places where you can find so much music so it's hard yeah. to whittle it down and and focus only on one subgenre or one type of artist yeah i agree yeah <laughs> but as long as you're enjoying your music it's all good exactly yeah awesome well phil thank you so much for joining me today i appreciate everything thank you um, for people looking for your music, where is the best place for them to get it? Uh, Bandcamp uh, or straight on our Facebook. Uh, we got some co copies left, you know, physical copies. And we're going to have some copies of uh, our new album as well with the shirts and long sleeves. So you can contact us on our Facebook page or uh, Bandcamp is the best, you know. So, yeah. And then your next album here is coming out on the 15th. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. The 15th of April. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. This episode will, will release on the 12th. So it's only a few days in advance, guys. If you, if you are listening and you haven't picked up your album, take a look so far. I like what I've heard. I'm excited yeah. for it. So again, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you very much for having me. It was a very good time. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Gyro Nation Metal. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.
The podcast can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider checking out my Patreon. Thank you.